Joe, Joe, what are you doing? I'm prepping. This is on um, accountability, right? Where you wanted to talk about accountability. This is uh, my accountability binder. That looks like something that you made during No Child Left Behind. That's like 400 pages. Well, good plans are well developed, are they not? Uh, yeah, but then it, that thing is going to sit on a shelf. You're never going to be able to use that for accountability. So you think if I have two, that's even doubly worse? Uh, way worse. Way worse, man. You need practices, not binders. All right. Well, you know what? I wish you would have told me that 776 pages ago. Um, so now I'm a little behind the eight ball and it looks like I'm going to have to pare these plans down. Well, how about you just introduce us to our read this series? <laughs> I can do that. Well, listen, um, you're absolutely right, TJ. Uh, we are the Schoolhouse 302 and, you know, for so long, School improvement plans did adorn nothing but bookshelves, big three-inch, three-ring binders, you know, and very often it was because they were written um, for a different audience. They were written a lot of times for compliance, and in practicality, they were just too, too big, tried to conquer too much. And as a result, I don't know if they made the impact. Not to say that people didn't really work hard. I served on a lot of these committees. TJ, I know you did as well. The intent was good. It just is not the way to drive school leadership and school improvement um, in any educational uh, sector. So with that said, we thought we'd uh, really dig into some works, right, TJ? Things that really we thought could make accountability, which is our focus, a little more alive, a little more real, um, and things that educational leaders could use turnkey and that teachers could support. Yeah, and so always, as you know, in our Read This series, we recommend books for leaders who want to lead better and grow faster. And in this uh, layer of accountability, we want to introduce a book that we love called Practice Perfect. And this book is written by Doug Lamal, Erica Woolaway, and Katie Yezzy. Now, here's what you have to know about this book. The subtitle is 42 Rules for Getting Better at Getting Better. And that's why we picked it for accountability, because if you use these 42 rules as practice, you really are implementing more of a culture of accountability, not what Joe has in those 400-page and 700-page binders. And strategic plans have a place but at the boots on the ground level, we need practices that we can put in place for holding one another accountable and building that type of culture, a culture around performance, a culture around risk-taking, and a culture around supporting one another. So I'm just going to point out a couple of the, the rules. One rule that I really like that I find to be an accountability rule is called name it. And really what they talk about here is that everybody needs to use the same language. When we name the practice, and we say, this is what it is. And then somebody comes along and says, and I'm doing that thing. We all know exactly what it is, what it's called, and whether or not you actually are doing it the way that we've defined uh, doing it. And that's the accountability structure that we're talking about. Um, one of the ones in here that I really like is make it fun to practice. And another one is normalizing error, right? These are the cultural aspects of taking risk, but also 
uh, improving our performance by trying new things. Um, and one sentiment that we've adopted from Doug Lamal is to try first and then reflect. People will actually believe their way into behaving or behave their way into believing. And what we have found and longstanding truth about humans is people behave their way into believing. So you got to try something typically before you believe uh, in it. And so we'll reflect on it after we try it. Joe, tons and tons in this 42, 42 rules, practice perfect. Doug Lamal, if you're out there, you'll have to come on one thing series. Any tips for readers? though? Because, yeah, well, you know, um, this is not a thin book. This is a good book. No, it book, is not, not a thin book. book. And I'm going to, I'm going to, before I give the tip, I'm going to um, get into a book I love on accountability. But I do appreciate, TJ, you mentioned name it because, you know, first time somebody might hear like close reading, they may think close reading means getting a little closer to the book. And so if we're going to use a strategy like close reading that we know to be effective, right, we want to all use that. So then it doesn't matter if it's a social studies teacher or the ELA teacher, we're saying the same thing. I appreciate you mentioning that. The book I wanted, and if I could get it right, nope, that's not right either. Here we are, is Ted Dinnersmith's What Schools Could Be. This is a must, must read for a couple different reasons. And it is a little different because this is not, again, a book you would think about school improvement planning, um, about school accountability. And I'll explain why. Very often, school improvement plans start too late in the process. So rather than looking at, you know, processes and curriculum, we often start in the middle of school improvement planning, which is more on the performance data. The performance data is critical, but it's an element of school improvement planning. What I love about Dinter Smith's book is that it's real stories from the field. This guy went around the country, folks, all 50 states, I think over 200 schools, and really digested what was going on. And you know what he discovered? There's great things going on in our schools. This is actually where the accountability begins. What do our schools look like? What could they be? That's the vision. And so sometimes it's hard for us, though, to even know that. Dinter Smith paints a phenomenal picture. So that's one reason I love this book. The other thing I love about it, he does provide a very provocative overview of how we got where we are. The short history of state tests, rankings, and really what our state achievement tries to do, but what it really does. And so it's a tough, the first couple pages are tough to read, but I will say you don't want to ignore it. Lastly, what I love about this book, TJ, he says that all of it comes down to what he calls peak. Peak is purpose, essentials, agency, and knowledge. Those four things, great schools are doing those four things. Kids know what they're going to learn and they're excited about it because it's relevant and engaging. The essentials, what must they learn? The agency, their voice, which is huge for students. And then knowledge, the deep knowledge, not a mile wide, a mile deep. So pick it up. I don't think you go wrong with either one of these books. Um, And yeah, TJ, a tip, a tip. What I think we got to do, and you said it, try it, try it. You know, for years, we've been afraid to turn our schools into labs. 
Because how do we then measure like a treatment group while we're piloting one thing, not another? Get all of that thinking out of your head. Try stuff. We already know some of the best practices. Put these into practice. See what works. Create your entire school as a laboratory. De-layer the system. Talk to your teachers. Get feedback from them. What's working? What's not working? And really turn your school into what it truly can be. And a great place to start is with Doug Lamov's uh, book because they're practical. They're definitely practical. Yeah, great tip, Joe. Thanks for that. Uh, Ted Dintersmith, Doug Lamov, and team practice perfect. What schools could be picked those up? I uh, can't go wrong. There you have it. Another read this series from the Schoolhouse 302. You can always find us at the schoolhouse302.com for blog posts, podcasts, books to read, and much more. Always on the topic of leadership so that you can lead better and grow faster. We'll see you next time. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, Joe, you know what leaders need these days? What's that, TJ? Sleep. A good night's rest. Self-care. We've heard it over and over and over again from our guests on the podcast that you can't pour from an empty cup. Leaders need sleep. One of the number one ways you can replenish yourself and lead better is a good night's sleep. I hear you, but you know what? I'm so tired. I don't even like thinking about, you know, getting a good night's sleep. But, you know, do tell. How do we go about getting better sleep? Well, I think that's part of your problem is you need a better bed. It always starts with the bed. That's why we recommend GhostBed, our sponsor, with 30,000-plus five-star reviews. Their patented sleep and cooling technology gets you to sleep faster and longer than any other bed. That's right. And their handcrafted mattresses come with a 101-night at-home sleep trial and a two times the industry standard warranty. They're absolutely certain that their beds will work for you. And with free shipping within 24 hours of your purchase, it's fantastic uh, support from the company. And guess what? Just for being a listener at the Schoolhouse 302, you get 30% off with the use of our code sh302 at checkout you go to ghostbed.com you get some sleep so that you can lead better and grow faster you use sh3 out 302 at checkout absolutely and last thing even if you don't need a bed you're thinking wow i would love to try out ghost bed but i just bought a bed refer someone else for a bed at ghostbed.com you'll get a hundred bucks for helping someone else get a good night's rest Wow, that's 30% off with SH302 code at ghostbed.com. A hundred bucks for your referral if you get somebody else a good night's sleep. Better sleep for you, better leadership. Ghostbed.com, you can't beat it. Ghostbed.com. Mm-hmm.